Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halasnik, and I'm co-founder of Financing Solutions. Financing Solutions provides easy-to-set-up lines of credit for small businesses, and I will be your host for today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. If you are interested in learning more about a line of credit for your business, which I would highly recommend, I don't think of my, in my 25 years plus, I never not not had a line of credit. But if you want to learn more, uh, go to fscreditline.com. That's FS as in financing solutions, creditline.com. Over the last 25 years, I've built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range, including two companies on the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. I love learning from people with business experience. And today I'm excited to be speaking with Lynn Robinson from Intuitive Consulting. Lynn is a best selling author and popular speaker on the hot topic of intuition. She's talking to us today about how to tap into the power of our own inner CEO. Her consulting clients consistently praise her uncanny intuitive insights as spot on, resulting in increased personal clarity, creative solutions, and overall business success. Her latest book, Put Your Intuition to Work, how to supercharge your inner wisdom to think fast and make great decisions is out now. Lynn, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Um, I I love these podcasts. I really do. <laughs> I can tell. You're, yeah, you're, especially, you're excited about this. Yeah, I, I love learning. I just totally love yes. it. I don't know any entrepreneur right who's successful, who doesn't totally love learning. Yeah. It's, it's just, you, you know, you got to do it. And and, and, and I love from it. Others and learning and, uh, you know, listening to these podcasts, is a great way to do it because you get to learn from people who've done it, which is wonderful. Well, I, I completely agree with you. And that's, you know, the, that's the big thing I've learned. Uh, you know, I, I went to, uh, 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 I was a big part of entrepreneur organization and, you know, the big part of the entrepreneur organization. And again, I've mentioned this in another podcast, but if you're an entrepreneur and you don't belong to that, you should be. There's <laughs> over 15,000 members throughout the world. And, you know, the, the reason I raise that at, at, in this context is that you are only allowed to speak in your meetings from experience. So you can't say, I mean, you can say it, but people w- may not like it, but they can't say, oh, well, I read this in this book. And they say to do this, you have to have personal experience mm-hmm. and there's a tr- training for that as well. Makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. So the, the reason why I kind of really do like today's topic, which is, you know, um, how to listen to your inner CEO and based on, on, on your intro that I read as well, uh, one of my favorite authors is Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. And he, you know, he really really talked a lot about this in um I think was I think it was blink. blink blink yeah and interesting he never mentioned the word intuition <laughs> I don't think anywhere in the book but it really is all what it's about and I think we need it now more than ever which is his book really makes the case for that do you think that's uh intentional you know 
I have never read anything about that because honestly, that really is what the book is entirely about. So I don't know why he didn't do that. Um, I mean, it tends to be a little bit of a woo-woo topic for sure. But listen, I think we need to use it more than ever because things are changing so rapidly, especially in our business world, that we can no longer just say, oh, well, we've always done this. This has been successful or it's been successful for others. We have to find some real creative, intuitive inspirational way, new ways of doing things. So I think it's really crucial that today's entrepreneur use their inner CEO, my, my favorite word for it. Um, your inner GPS or your inner coach is another way of saying it. I think we need to use that more than ever. Yeah. You know what, you know what I've always liked to do? And I, I think it was before Blink came out. I think it was just in, intu- intuition for me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that was, I like to, to like have my intuition, but then I like to back it up by data. Yes. Yeah. So that's it's very common. Yeah. For me, one of for the me guys, it's very, of, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the guys that I interviewed in the book said that very strongly. He had a business partner and he said, my business partner is the one that's always logic and rational and does the backup research. And he said, I just trust my gut, but it's very interesting that they both honestly, almost 95%, I think is what he said. They came to the same conclusion and he just said, my way is faster. <laughs> You know, but, that, yeah, you have baloney, to use both sides. 95%. I, yeah, I, then he's got to look at data closer. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I'm actually surprised how many times I have. Like, I've done podcast. I did a podcast once about how to apply scientific methods to business decision making, where you come up with a hypothesis. And then you you go and you research the data, which is what a scientist does. And I find a lot of times I so I do that naturally. I'll come up with a hypothesis and then I or theory, and then I go and I and I try to see if the data plays it out. And mm-hmm. I'm quite often it doesn't. You know, but like, have you ever, have you ever had a time though where you just had a gut feeling that whether it was a person or a venture just wasn't right. There was something that felt off. And I think what's hard about intuition, sometimes you know something, but you don't know exactly what you know or how you certainly not, not knowing how to, you know it. And I bet that you've had that experience a lot of times because a lot of times you can't apply data to something. You just have, a no, you meet somebody the, and it just goes, right. there's something off here. And yeah, you, but there's I don't, really no research. Yeah, but I won't make a decision if I can't narrow it down to, like if I have multiple if I can't figure out why I feel the way I feel, I will, or, or, or I, I will try to either talk it over with somebody and narrow it down to, to get a handle on it, you mm-hmm. know, cause yeah. I don't want to make a decision, uh, you know, and it's not analysis through paralysis. I, I, I'm far from that, Yeah. but you know, if I'm going to fire somebody, right. I'm going to make sure I, you know, I, I have my intuition is, mm-hmm. Backed up by some Backed up science by something. or data. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, oh, I, no, I wouldn't say, no, because you're right. I mean, like, so let's say you can't, like, so let's say someone doesn't fit our culture, right? They're a problem and they're wrecking mm-hmm. our culture. I can't put data behind that, right? That's an intuition thing. But what I would do is go around and, and, and check with the people who work with that person to say, hey, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I think this person is this way. What, you know, are you, are you thinking that too? So right. in essence, I am trying to use data to kind of back that 
ish mm-hmm. that person, but I, I'm not using numbers, you know? You so. know, I'll, I'll just push back on you a little bit there because I do think that there's a lot more instances where we do have to use intuition, even when the data is saying yes to something. Um, the one example I can think of in the put your intuition to work book where a guy who was, um, building out some some stores in a number of different states. And all the data indicated that these five cities, states were going to be very successful on their right demographics for their business. And there was one that he just couldn't sign on the dotted line for. All the, all the data said yes, and his gut said no. And it turned out this a few years ago was um, the hurricane in New Orleans, that they were going to build something in New Orleans. And, you know, if he'd built it there, it would have been wiped out within six months. So it's not something, obviously, the data could tell you it's not something that you could go, and, and I think the frustrating thing about intuition is because it doesn't say, don't build a store there because the hurricane or the flooding is going to happen. You just have that feeling of, you know, but you don't know how you know or what you know. So, um, Well, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. A lot of times I'll think the data is wrong then. <laughs> now, now yeah. I'll look at yeah. it and I'll say, wait a minute, this doesn't smell right. You know, yeah. something doesn't matter here, but I get you. And I mean, I listen, I, I can't pick to every instance. I'm sure I'm doing exactly what you said, you know, I yeah. mean, I mean, in, in, in a relatively small business terms, I've been successful, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, you, you know, when you've been successful, you, you don't do new things. You right, keep right. doing yeah. what you've been True. doing. Right. Yeah. Now, listen, I, I haven't built a hundred million dollar company or, you know, or gone, mm-hmm. gone public. That's a different type of person, right. a different type of skill set. But, you know, I've, I've been at this for over 25 years. So mm-hmm. I do trust what I, uh, and know. how do you get your intuition, Stephen? I mean, I, I know how I get mine, but I think there's a lot of different ways one can get it. I mean, you said one thing you said was it doesn't pass the smell test. I you mean, sometimes that there's a way in which we get information in lots of different ways, a gut feeling, a physical sensation, an inner knowing. Um, but it sounds well, like I, you, you know, you use both, both sides of your brain. Yeah, I think, well, so first thing is I think intuition is developed through experience, uh, right? So that's number one. Uh, number two is I read a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Number three is I'm always educating myself. And you, know, you combine all those things up together and uh, along with a natural skill set of, mm-hmm. um, of uh, I don't know, making good decisions. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. another part about it. You know, it's that's, I would say, you know, you, you mix all those things together and it comes down to making good, uh, uh, making better decisions. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? Yeah. I mean, I, I find it sort of an inner knowing and I, I do somewhat similar to you. I, you know, try to back it up with a logical, rational, try to get some data around what I'm experiencing. I like asking my intuition questions. Um, I think when you ask open-ended questions like, you know, what could I do to grow my business? What could I do to get more clients? How could I be more successful? I always keep a pad and paper beside my bed and beside my desk. And, you know, I'm always kind of getting information when I, but often I think we ask the wrong questions, like why am I not successful or where did all the clients go? Or, and I think when you ask more open-ended positive questions like that, just on an informal basis, um, we get really much more quality answers. And I like to, when I teach this to companies, I also like to do it, you know, have the group do it. Um, Just, I mean, it may be kind of meditative, but just sitting quieting your mind, closing your eyes, taking a few deep breaths saying what could we do to you know fill in the blank get more clients or grow the business or solve this problem what would be the solution and 
often I find that the information comes in later in the day when you least expect it. You know, a lot of times people will tell me they get their best answers walking the dog or taking a shower or taking the train into work or something like that. So it often comes when you don't expect it. But yeah, I, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, finish what you're saying. No, I just think because because business is changing so much, I do think we're having to access a different part of our brain to get more information, maybe that one we would have done in the past because everything is changing so much. But I would imagine that that first business you started, a lot of the business models that you based it on probably you wouldn't do now. You know, things have changed so much. Oh, what a joke yeah. that was, yeah. the first one. But, uh, you know, but I did <laughs> oh, do a good job. I'm curious now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I did do a good job of risk reward. So I did good. I did a good job of minimizing the risk I was taking, and 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 being able to understand market uh, before I dove into it. And that was I, that has always been a consistent theme throughout my mm-hmm. businesses to get out there, test it, see what's out there without putting a big risk into it. Um, and I want to go back to what you said. He goes, "How do I, um, you know, get intuition too?" I'm a very verbal person. So I, I actually, I have, like I did it this morning. I was having a problem and I called up my business partner. I said, I said, help me think through this problem. Mm, good idea. This is what I think is happening, but help me. So that's, that's a big part of my process. I just, I often need to get it out of my head. I need to talk to somebody about it. They can, they can always just listen. I don't even need them to give me an answer. I right. just need to get it it's out. Processing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that goes back to what you're saying about journaling, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like writing it down. And, you know, this uh, psych- psychologist that I that I knew said that the the power the power of journaling, of getting it out, and you don't have to go back and read what you wrote. Right. It's very powerful. It's kind of a data dump of, you know, yes, yes. This, these are all the things I'm thinking, feeling, here are my options. And you said something I think very important too that I really encourage people to do. When you do have an intuitive idea, you know, some some aha moment that comes in, it's really helpful to take small steps towards it. You know, it's not a quit my job, start a new business kind of thing, but it's like, let me talk to some people. Let me read some books about it. Let me maybe write something on my blog about it. And just putting, I call it putting the energy out there. Um, but that's really helpful because then you can see as you proceed and you keep taking action, what shows up? Does it still feel like a good idea? What feedback are you getting from people? So that's you know something I, obviously that you do regularly that really helps. Some people just get so caught up in the, maybe I should do this. Maybe this is my intuition. I don't know. And you know you have to start somewhere. I, I call it yeah. feel, the fear, feel the fear and do it anyway is one of my favorite models. Well, <laughs> you can't be, a, listen, scary. I don't think you can be a business owner if you can't make decisions, honestly. No. You know, mm-hmm. you can't, you, you got to be able to make decisions. I mean, the other thing I would say too, and I'll try to keep this short, but um, your state of mind, I think mm-hmm. has a big effect on the decisions Absolutely. you make. And I, I, the, one of the examples I, I will tell uh, our, our listeners uh, and, and Lynn as well, it was, and if, so to make a concrete example, um, this is like the worst case scenario. So I, and I mentioned this on one of my episodes, but uh the, I was, um, I was like 10 years, no, seven years into uh, my second company. And, um, and like most entrepreneurs, I was not good at managing people. I was horrible at it. And, um, and so I, I really, I had, it was a really good company. It just kicked butt. And, uh, and I, 
I felt terrible the way I treated my employees. I, I felt like I got angry at them all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was a young guy, you know, um, and, and so I went to see a psychologist and I mm-hmm. said, I, you know, I feel bad that I treat people so poorly and what she taught me. And, you know, I wish she could teach me in one session instead of six months, but, uh, she said, she taught me where when I get angry and she, this was, her, I get dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that was when I can't think it's hot, you know, ah, it's a hot yeah. emotion and right. I'm a, I'm a practicing Buddhist and, and that the idea behind emotions affecting your decision-making right. is very core to a lot of Buddhism. Mm-hmm, That's why sure. meditation is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, you know, it's an interesting how a decision can be made when you're under distress versus a decision that's made when you are calm and, and how your intuition potentially changes at that moment. Yes. I think that's really very wise. And so I'm just curious, what did she tell you to do? Was, was it to back away, center yourself in some way, come back when you felt like you were in a calmer state of mind? So she was, what what is a parent? We say, go to your room and calm down. Yeah. Yeah. I, so she, she's really talented. I thought, she was a really experienced psychologist and she tried to force me to come up. She didn't come out and say it. She forced me to come up with my own solution Mm -hmm. and my solution. And I do it to this day. It really works for me is first. She had to teach me what happens, how I get dumb (laughs) and I had to recognize it. And then, and, and what she would do is get me angry. Mm-hmm. She would get me angry and I, uh, and I saw that I couldn't think. And then the second thing I, I came up with her and I said, I, I went into her session and I go, I think I have an answer. Whenever I feel that the urge of anger is coming on, I will say to somebody, let me think about it. Let me think about what you've said. Wow. And it works. It yeah. gives me a chance to, kind of take a step back mm-hmm. and uh, regroup. And it's, and for me, it's a trigger that um, I'm getting angry for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, I, at the time, I think I got to a point where I told my employees too. Oh, interesting. So you kind of yeah. clued them in on it. So they knew what was going on and, well, they and, and so they you were trying me. to, yeah. So that, so that they knew that this was an issue for you, you were working on it, which probably. Yeah. And they, like they, um, you know, anytime you get a business owner, who says, I have a fault. <laughs> I'm not yeah. perfect. Makes you and, feel and, more open to them. Mm. And, and they feel I'm a human being. Right. You know, cause they're, by the way, you, all our listeners should know they're scared shitless of you. Right. And, you know, and I didn't know that, you know, yeah. I had um, a boss I, once who was a yeller and a screamer. It was very intimidating and I couldn't keep stats. So I yeah. get it. Yeah. 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 And but, you know, I think it. you've got a really good point there because we, we all have some issue that we deal with. And I think that anger or that I, what I see a lot is the negative self-talk, which is a version of that. Is it, and it sort of makes you dumb too, when you start, you know, what's wrong with me? You know, why is Steven succeeding and I'm not, you know, what's so the, and, and you start telling yourself kind of flooding yourself with a lot of negative emotion, same sort of outcome. You can't think clearly and you can't get good intuitive wisdom that way either. Cause your brain is too kind of locked down into shutdown mode. Um, yeah. So paying attention to what you say to yourself, because I think sometimes those things are self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, 
I'm exaggerating or oversimplifying, but if you're walking around going, you know, why is my business being successful? Why can't I hit that, you know, $25 million mark? You know, why, you know, you, you really, I don't think you open yourself up to the intuitive wisdom. So I think that's why, again, those questions um, to ask yourself, you know, what can I do to be more successful? What do I need to do today to move in the right direction? And spending a little bit of time in quiet, which it sounds like kind of what your psychologist was saying. I mean, it's not like you have to sit and contemplate your navel for an hour, but even just going for a walk, being out in nature, sitting at your desk, putting on some calming music, all of those things open you up to more guidance, more creative inspiration. Yeah. I I mean, I have a lot of impact in what you just said. The the first thing is um, uh, what really helped me too, is I had a mentor for over 20 years who was super smart. And, uh, and I would, I would see him every three months for, for lunch. And he, I would go and I would do exactly what you said. I would be like, Oh, we're not doing well, and 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 we're not, you know we should be doing better and like that. And he would look at my numbers and talk to me. He'd be like, "You're doing great." Like wow. he was, he was like he wasn't lying, you know. He mm-hmm. was, but he gave me more um, positive reinforcement because I was so driven you know, yeah. to, to do well, he'd be like, you're doing really well. Just keep doing what you're doing. And, and for a young entrepreneur at the time, I think, you know, especially in my thirties, that was, it's something that, I, that was very helpful for me. Um, so it kind of backs up what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that to me, that's really what the concept of listening to your inner CEO is like, because your inner CEO isn't going to be scolding you. You're a jerk. You screwed up. You're not making enough money. It's usually that part of us, not to get too woo-woo about it, but it's kind of our inner cheerleader. It basically does usually what you're saying your mentor does. You know, you're doing okay. Keep doing this. You know, how about trying that? I mean, those are usually when you feel calmer, more peaceful, more encouraged. That's usually your inner CEO talking to you and encouraging you forward, just like what your mentor did. You know, usually- yeah, and- Yep. Yeah, and I think I think the other thing that uh, helped me when I was younger too, the same therapist, but I think I came up with it on my own, was um, thinking that I had to have all the answers because I was young, thirty five. I all every business that I've gone into has not been related to the previous business. Wow! So That's I've had to amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. So I've had to learn things. And, and my second business, you know, I have these young employees who are working for me and they're looking to me for all the answers. And I'm like, you know, trying to hide the idea that I, you know, cause they think I should know it all. Right. And when I got better and more confident in myself, I got more better at saying to them, I don't really know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. It was okay. Now I didn't say it about everything. I mean, cause I didn't know. But but for certain things, I didn't make up a story or 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 feel bad or get angry because I didn't know it. I'd say, you know, I really don't know. Let's go figure it out. You know. Well, that's also you um, empowering your employees too to say, let's figure this out together. Or I don't know, and you know, let's come up with some creative solutions here. Let's figure it out together. I mean, that's a great teaching moment, similar to kind of what your mentor was doing with you. So yes, really empowering them as well. So and helping them be future entrepreneurs. 
Yeah. So tell me the like the the big takeaway. I well, tell me some of the big takeaways in the book that you wrote. Mm. Well, uh, the book is put your intuition to work. And it's got a lot of, I love practical how-to books because I think that sometimes there's a lot of philosophy about trusting your intuition or how to run a business. So it's a lot of techniques. I mean, because I think that there's no one way that's the right way to trust your intuition. Um, a lot of it is asking your intuition questions, knowing, how, you know, again, feelings, images, words, pictures, an inner knowing, a gut feeling. Um, one of the things I tell people too is, and maybe this is obvious, but to try to be clear as possible about what you want, because intuition is very much like your inner GPS, um, to use a different analogy than inner CEO. Um, you know, when you use your GPS, you say, oh, I want to go to a restaurant in downtown New York or downtown Boston or something gives you direction. Your intuition does much the same thing when you're clear about the outcome that you want, you know, whether it's X number of dollars or to win an account or something, you'll start getting guidance about how to do that. And again, it often comes in very intangibly. It's not a big booming voice. I mean, we sometimes call it a still quiet inner voice for a reason. Um, it might be an inner voice, try this, call that person. You know, I mean, maybe it was the part that guided you to your psychologist or to meet your mentor in the first place. But it, it always guides you towards what you want. And I think often we start focusing on what we don't want or what we fear rather than what we want. So um, I like telling people to kind of write out what's the scenario of this business being successful? What does it look like when you're successful? Is it, you know, you're you know, taking it public? Is it that you're making this much money? Is it that you've got great widgets out there in the world? Um, and then it just really, I, there's a lot about being, you know, just quieting your mind down as much as possible. Again, doesn't take a lot of time, but just kind of asking yourself, what do I need to do to get there? And again, finding that in notepad, the journal, really helpful brainstorming some ideas. But part of it is simply to know that there's another part of your brain to access that does have wise guidance. And that's what Malcolm Gladwell's book is about, too, that we know without knowing. Um, and so we have a part of our brain that we don't always utilize. I mean, our culture is very fast paced, very logical, rational, data driven. And so it's not nothing about what I'm saying is saying ignore that. It's as we said at the beginning of the conversation, it's a balance between the two. And we often just, you know, exclude the intuitive piece, the inspirational piece. You, you had asked me earlier, how do I get my intuition? Mm. How do people, how do you get your intuition? Yeah. How do people get their intuition? What's the right answer? Well, it's funny when I'm working with a client. So I do intuitive sessions with people to kind of use our, both of our intuition to kind of come up with some good, really creative solutions. So it's interesting. I get it differently there than if I'm just using it in my own life. But usually it's more of an inner knowing. I kind of close my eyes when I'm doing it and I might get an image, a picture, a word. Um, but the one that comes through to most people and it's very intangible is just a knowing like I, that just feels like the right answer. So it's partly a feeling, partly a knowing is sort of a ephemeral word. It's hard to define it. And the other big way is just getting it as an inner voice. My business started at a friend's funeral <laughs> by trusting that inner voice. I, I had started, wanted to start this business and uh, went to his funeral, felt very guided to sit next to this woman I didn't know. Was, there was lots of people in the audience that were friend of the funeral home that I wanted to sit next to. 
And I ended up sitting next to this woman kind of like, what the heck am I doing sitting here? And at the end of the service, she and I started chatting, small talk, and she was asking me, you know, what do you do for a living? And I was the operations manager of an IT company in Boston at the time. But I ended up telling her my interest in intuition, and I really wanted to help people trust their intuition. And she ended up asking me for an individual session. And at the end of it, she said, you know, I didn't really tell you this, but I'm a writer for the Boston Globe newspaper, and I'd love to write an article about you and your your sessions. And I ended up getting over 500 clients in the next month. Wow. <laughs> so I know. So that was 35 years ago. Stephen. Wow. And here I am, seven books and, you know, multiple bestsellers and traveling to lots of different countries to teach the intuition seminars. So it's pretty amazing. So it was definitely an inner voice moment that launched my business at a funeral. Yeah. I don't think too many people can claim that. <laughs> no. Although, you know, maybe I'll start thinking differently when I go to a funeral. You know, <laughs> you never know who's you're <laughs> yeah, going to an opportunity next to. there. Um, <laughs> so let's go. Let's go to your. Tell me a little bit about your what your consult your ses your coaching sessions are mm. like. Yeah, well, people usually come to me when they're in the midst of change and transition, trying to figure next steps. Um, so it might be you know changing a business or leaving a business. Often it's about how to grow the business. Um, sometimes it's about employees that they're or partners that they're having difficulty with. Um, so you know what I do is I I'm in my own mind always asking myself questions. What what is it about that person? What's going on? What are their the strengths and weaknesses? And I get that as a knowing. I get that as a and so I, again been doing it for thirty five years and have most of my most of my clients are are entrepreneurs, small business owners, CEOs. Um, so somebody called me a psychic in a suit. I I kind of like that. <laughs> Little woo-woo, but anyway, um, you know, I think a decade or so ago, I don't think we would have had coaches. Um, we yeah. didn't, you know, that was kind of a new phenomenon. And I, I do think that as the world changes more and more, we're going to have more people who are intuitive. So we all have a gift. You know, some of us are more artistic, some of us are more musical, some of us are more logical, rational. And I think some of us are, you know, born to be more intuitive and so kind of see things under the surface that other people don't see. Yeah, I had a coach for eight years early on, mm. uh, and um, she was great. And it wasn't what she told me; it was the questions she asked that right. helped me. Yeah, right. Yeah, and there was a variety of reasons why I I brought her on, but uh, you know, again, that was you know, so that had to be twenty twenty five years ago. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I know. So and, to make you uh, feel old. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not go there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm doing good. I'm fifty. I'm fifty-seven, and I'm, I'm act like I'm, you know, I'm whatever. I know. Age 37. is very weird. I don't know. Yeah. My mother decided well, she was going to stop at thirty-five, and that's you know, I yeah, think well, I'm going to do this. My mother, my mother, who's ninety-eight, used to reverse the numbers, but then you know, Mine now did she's too. yeah, but now she's eighty-nine. It doesn't sound so good. So. No. Yeah, know. <laughs> you know, but uh, but now she's ninety eight. She's doing well. She's 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 she's. she's uh, we all met, want her to make a hundred. That's exciting. Wow. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so I think uh, you know, I think that the it is an interesting concept when when Malcolm Gladwell came out that book uh, out with that book and the idea that it was like I do think it it, it it's amazing how we stopped using our intuition. Mm -hmm. And it took Malcolm Gladwell's book to kind of say, hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, your your intuition is as valuable as right. data. 
Well, he did a really good job, in my opinion, of taking it out of the woo-woo, new-agey category and really putting it into much more practical terms of how we could use it, that it's it's a helpful resource. It's not a either-or data or intuition, but it's a combination of both. But we know without knowing. I mean, we know, you know, we, know we, we don't know how we know it. But I think when you get an intuitive impulse whether it's about a person, an employee, a partner, something going on in your business, to just pay attention to it. I mean, it does, it's, it's subtle, but it often feels a little bit different than your logical, rational mind. And so it's kind of paying attention to how you get it. You know, it, it, is, it is a skill, like any other skill, whether it's playing the piano, learning how to program something, you know, it, the more you use it, the better you get at it. So it, it's maybe helpful just to use it in small ways, small decisions at first and see how it plays out, see how you got the information, because practice definitely makes it a lot better. Uh, you mentioned that you wrote other books. Mm-hmm. Um, tell, me, uh, tell me each one of the books. Oh my the titles. Goodness. Okay. Um, well, I've got the put your into. I have two of them here. So there's the put your intuition to work. Um, the one previous to that was divine intuition. So a little bit more of a spiritual spin on it. Because wow. I think that we're all hardwired um, for intuition, and to me, it's a spiritual thing too. It's um, you know, it's something that I mean, I think it probably initially started out in very primitive days where you know you got intuition about staying out of danger and finding food and water. And it was kind of on that level that we found we got it. Um, Another book was um, listen, trusting your inner voice in times of crisis, because we, you know, that's really when we need to use it quite often. And, you know, whether we've gotten fired from a job or had a health crisis or divorce or something, you know, big like that, intuition can often really help us in that transition that we don't, we can't always just rely on our, you know, logic or, you know, rational abilities or what other people think we should do. And often when, you know, and you've kind of spoken to it indirectly, that when we go through those big transitions in life, it's, you know, it's, you can feel really shut down and really scared and really alone. And intuition, I believe, is always there guiding us, putting, you know, and one of the ways that I tell people to talk about, think about their intuition is when something feels consistently draining, boring, enervating, that's your intuition saying, you know, don't go there, move away from it. There's something that's not life-giving about it. And so when someone's in a transition, probably I'm sure your coach asked you sort of questions like this is what feels exciting? What are you curious about? What energizes you? What do you like to study? What do you, you know, what, what do other people tell you you're good at? Um, What lights you up? So that's your intuition guiding you in that direction. Wow. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to use it, but that's one of the very basic ways I, I think of. Um, yeah, what's interesting, book, what was the other uh, books? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, um, a Real Prosperity. I wrote a book on abundance because I think abundance is something that we're always kind of tuning into. I think of money as something, it's not something you get. It's something you tune into. It's an energy. So I wrote about that. I also wrote a book called Trust Your Gut and Grow Your Business. So I think. I think that was all. I'm looking at my book yeah. over there. Compass of the Soul. That was the other one. They're all on my website, lynnrobinson.com. So you can see them all there. It's interesting. Like you actually, you know, each each of those books that you had, you would it could actually just be a chapter in the book. Right. And then you actually took it and, you know, you dove into each, each one of those yeah. in great detail. Yeah. Yeah. You know, going back to the abundance uh, is a different note. It just made me think of it. Um, uh, my wife and I actually hired at one time a parenting coach, and we were we're 
we are we were we knew we were good at pa- parenting already because we had we had great parents both of us and it was no issue it's just i said you know nobody we spent all this money on business training and business mm, coaching and the most important job in your life is being a great parent so i i had to, i saw this guy speak and i said hey listen once every two weeks you, do you think you could coach us and mm-hmm. it was good it was really good and one of the things he said going back to abundance is he goes, in a large majority of the cases, you have to teach your children how to handle the abundance in the world. Right. That, you know, we're all in this old school mindset. Right. If that, that you got to make money, you got to make money, you got to make money. And he said, that's, I'm exaggerating, but he said, you, you know, most kids in the United States, m- many kids have an abundance of food. <laughs> Have mm-hmm. a have an abundance of 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 resources, <laughs> yeah, all the different stuff, toys, whatever it is, and and as a, as a parent, you have to help them recognize that they do have the abundance, and and teach them what to do about it as well. Yeah. So was that what and, your book was and, about? Yeah, and also just really how to do something that you love to do. I mean, how many of us have grown up with parents who thought, oh, you have to be a doctor, you have to be a lawyer, there's no other way, there's no other way that you could make money, um, you know, do something like that, that's seemingly profitable. And so, you know, I think that, you know, my take on what you're saying is just to really teach kids to do something that they love to do. And mm. if I can make a living doing it, I figure anybody can make a living doing anything. But, yeah. um, you know, I just think it's really, to me, when I'm talking to people who are going through a transition, it's move towards what you love to do, and then yeah. you figure out a way to make money at it. Yeah, because um, it's, it's a service that's needed out there, a product that's needed out there in the world, there is a way to make money at it. Yeah. So it's like really a lifestyle choice. So, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I believe when you've, the root of the word enthusiasm is from the Greek root, meaning God within. And so I think when you follow your, your enthusiasm, what you're enthusiastic about, that's your God within or your guidance within on a non-religious basis to go in that direction. Um, so that's, that's my big philosophy. <laughs> so, you know, let me ask you this last question. Do you think, um, if you've made bad decisions in your life, a lot of them, mm-hmm. do you think you need to second guess your intuition? No, I wouldn't say that. I would say I would probably more start with helping somebody examine their own belief system. I'm not lucky. Mm-hmm. I make bad decisions. Um, you know, people don't like me. Other people are successful, but I'm not. That's usually what I hear on a mindset level from people who have made bad decisions over and over again. It's interesting. I did a show on Anderson Cooper one time about being lucky. And a lot of what I found in my research was that people who were lucky believed they were lucky. They talked to people. um, And they also were very intuitive and trust their intuition. So it was an interesting combination of factors that went into that. But I often find that the people who are making bad decisions, there's sometimes like that, uh, a basis upon which they base their life. That's all about, I'm not good at something. I've, I've got, everybody's better than me. I mean, I, it, there's a lot of reasons it could happen, but I think that intuition is always guiding you in the right direction, but you have to look at sometimes that self-talk. 
Well, it's all really good stuff. I, yeah. I, I you know, I knew I was going to love this podcast. I oh, talked good. more than I normally <laughs> talk on the podcast. You're the guest. I'm not the guest. Okay. So I, I mean, listening to you. <laughs> well, it was a good conversation. Um, so I'd like to thank so very much, Lynn You're Robinson from Intuitive Consulting, for coming on to today's podcast. And if you like today's podcast, please, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And please also, if you liked today's podcast and any of the other ones, please give us a five-star review. It really helps the word get out. The Entrepreneur MBA podcast has become very popular and it's listened to by thousands of people. I'm so impressed. I've been doing it for four years and it's fun. And um, But also... If you're looking for a line of credit for your business, feel free to give us a call at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at fscreditline.com. Again, that's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. Lynn, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Um, I, my website is lynnrobinson.com and I have lots of resources there, quizzes, eBooks on how to trust your intuition and my, my books that you find in bookstores and on Amazon. So lynnrobinson.com. And that's L-Y-N-N, so Lynn Robinson. Yep, great. Um, So I want to thank everyone for listening. And I think, you know, listen, let's let's hit – it was obvious that today what what we talked about, and that is really, you know, trust your intuition, you know, and understand it too maybe. Uh, But trust your intuition, and it was a big part of what we talked about today. Everybody else, uh, uh, I'm sorry, everybody, all our listeners who are out there, it's still, you know, as of this podcast, it's uh, still summer. It's summer outside. And, you know, you guys are all working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, I'm sure. Make sure you get out and take care of yourself. You're only as good as uh, as a boss, as a husband, as a wife, um, as a CEO, as the way you take care of yourself. So make sure you take care of yourself first because that's going to play a big part in your business. So everybody, uh, it was great, great having Lynn on today and have a great day.